Good Day Vale, a program dedicated to help you live your best life in the Vale Valley. My name is Cece Zach, and I am a transplant from the Northeast. Please don't hold that against me, as I'm also the host of this show. Good Day Vale was developed with you in mind, helping you live your best life by learning from others how they thrive in the mountains. The show is designed to be your eyes and ears about all things to enrich your daily life, as well as become part of the Vale community. So what do we have in store for you today? Well, this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. About five years ago, I had multiple symptoms that no one in New York City could diagnose. I went to the best cardiac specialist, and ultimately, I never got a diagnosis. When I moved here to teach skiing, I was here for about six months, and I ended up getting that diagnosis, one that I really had hoped I would never have, and it was heart disease, and it was the diagnosis of AFib. For those of you that have it, you know that is a challenge, and living in altitude can also bring it on much more frequently. I thought my life was over, and besides the physical game that I was playing, it was really a mental game that I needed to comprehend and get under control. So a friend of mine introduced me to Dr. Susan Lan, who is a specialist in Edwards, who helped me walk through everything actually non-traditional medicine focused in on. And ultimately, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, something modern medicine pulmonologists had never thought to really dig into for me. Dr. Susan Lan and her team at Inspiro Medical helped me on a path to a new way of life. And so if you haven't guessed what this episode is about today, it is about integrative medicine. And with us today, so stay tuned, is Dr. Leslie Yetter, an integrative medicine specialist, and Josh Lautenberg, a local owner of Ingalls & Vocal Real Estate. So stay tuned as we talk about integrative medicine and how it can help you in the Valley. Good day, Welcome back to Good Evening Vale, and I'm so excited for our guests today, uh, Dr. Leslie Yetter and Josh Lautenberg. And um, today's episode is going to be focused on wellness in the mountains, and you two have so much to share with us today. But before we get into the wellness side, can you just share with us a little bit about why you live in the mountains and what makes you smile like you're smiling right now, Leslie? Yeah, I was born here, so born and raised in the Vale Valley, and really grateful that my parents had the sense to, to move here and make it their home. Uh, I moved away for a long time. I did all my school on the coast, and after coming back to visit them for holidays and things like that, no matter where I went, this place always felt like home, and the mountains and the community, I mean, we're such a healthy, active community. It really felt 
like the place I wanted to be. That's awesome. And Josh, I know you've been here for a really long time. Quite a while. And I doubt you're ever going to leave, so well, tell us why. Hopefully not. Yeah, you know, I'm at the point where I was telling someone the other day when they asked how many how long you've lived in the valley, I just giggle because it's, you know, 31 years is so long that I kind of almost don't even say the number anymore. I just kind of go, a long time, you know, it's been a while. But I moved here like so many other people. I came here to ski, I came here to teach skiing and, uh, in 1991 and then met my wife here in 92. We were both standing at the ski school meeting place, getting ready to take our kids' groups out for Christmas and that sort of thing. And we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, would you like to stay? And, and she said, yeah, I'd like to stay. Would you like to stay? And we did. And we found just an incredible community outside of the recreational opportunities and the beauty of the place and, and, and uh, all the activities that we get to do. We just found that the community was so tight and um, everyone was just really interested in sort of having each other's backs and protecting each other and keeping the place beautiful. And I think just everyone really looked out for one another. So we decided that this was the, the community we wanted to be a part of and we stayed. That's awesome. Those are all the reasons why I am now here and consider myself a full-time uh, resident here within the Valley. And one of the reasons, as I mentioned earlier, that I decided to come here is because I wanted to live my best life. And the way to do that is to be as healthy and fulfill yourself with wellness as much as possible. So really excited to hear from the both of you about your journeys around wellness. And as I had mentioned earlier, um, alternative medicine is something that we can really think about as an adjunct to our health today. And so, Dr. Leslie, can you take us through what alternative medicine is and some of the subcomponents and the definitions around that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think maybe the best place to start is to talk about what is conventional medicine. So those are the words we think of with, you know, if you're saying, I'm going to the doctor, or you go to a hospital, you're usually talking about Western, allopathic, or conventional medicine. It's the modern medicine that we've pretty much all been raised with. Now, alternative medicine, we'll often hear about it um, in the medical field as CAM or complementary and alternative medicine, because just like you said, it's meant to be an adjunct. And there's lots of different forms. It's really anything that's alternative to the you know, conventional realm of medicine. So within that, we have everything from acupuncture to functional medicine, homeopathy, naturopathic medicine, chiropractic. Uh, there's many different schools of traditional medicine or more modern medical um, thoughts that are just kind of outside the conventional paradigm, that when you pair those things together, you have a lot more tools in your toolkit. You mentioned homeopathic, you mentioned, I think you said chiropractic as being forms of alternative, but can you help us understand a little bit about the differences between functional and integrative medicine? Because those are terms that I'm hearing more and more about. Yeah, so functional medicine is a biomedical approach, so we're still using modern medical science, just like your conventional doctor would, um, but applying it to the root cause of an illness or a disease, or even just dysfunction or discomfort in the body. So instead of having to fit into a box with a diagnosis uh, where you, you know, check these specific symptoms, we can give you a label, and then there's a, you know, a drug or a surgery that treats that, functional medicine looks at the person as a whole, applies a scientific viewpoint to that and says, well, what's the root cause here? What are the underlying imbalances that are driving your symptoms or are leading to anything short of optimal health? And how can we work on those underlying issues to create your optimal expression of health as an individual? And 
I noticed that some people specialize in functional or integrative, mm -hmm. or do they do both, um, such as yourself? Um, yeah. Can you explain how clinicians go through the decision process between those two? And yeah, so integrative medicine as a kind of distinct concept from functional medicine is really where we're integrating different types of medicine into one practice. So we would be saying, you know, conventional allopathic medicine integrated with traditional Chinese medicine or physical therapy integrated with chiropractic. So we're using two, two or more schools of thought to approach the same individual. So functional medicine can be integrative, but it doesn't always have to be integrative, right? Functional medicine as a whole using that you know, scientific approach doesn't necessarily pull in things from Chinese medicine or from, you know, these other schools of thought. So for me, my background, I, you know, is integrative in that I have training in traditional Chinese medicine as well as allopathic or conventional Western medicine. And then functional medicine, for me, really blends those things because it takes this idea from Chinese medicine of looking at the root and looking at everyone as an individual and all of their, you know, we're not separating out their digestive problems from their fatigue or their brain fog, we're looking at it all as one person, and then we're using the modern science. So functional medicine kind of ties in a lot of different schools of thought, but it is sort of separate from integrative because it doesn't inherently have, you know, we're not using Chinese theory or Chinese herbs or things like that. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. It helps for me to clarify a little bit better. Now, Josh, um, like I, I know that you're a patient of Dr. Leslie's, yes. and maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story and how you found alternative medicine and the whys behind it. Absolutely. So uh, my story was almost by accident and to some degree. Uh, my wife had uh, been struggling for years with anemia, and conventional medicine wasn't solving the problem. She had seen internists and uh, you know, a variety of different specialists uh, throughout the state, um, and she just never could solve the issue because no one was looking at the underlying root cause of the issue, which was gut health, or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, so she found Dr. Leslie in, in the group she was working for there, and they were the only ones who were able to identify the problem in the gut, whether it was gut infections, uh, leaky gut, which is, is a phrase that is commonly used in functional medicine, which means that she was not absorbing iron or other nutrients. So she could put iron in, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't stay in her body, and, and she was never uh, in a situation where she was actually feeling good. She oftentimes would not be able to get off the couch. So she discovered functional medicine uh, through Dr. Leslie, and over time, I always thought, you know, I'm just the healthiest person in the world. I feel great. I can eat whatever I want, and I'm very lucky, um, until I started experiencing some, some unusual things. And the first was actually very physical. I had um, been diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome, which is usually uh, a result of poor posture where you have a nerve impingement, sort of the brachial uh, nerve here, which can cause numbness and even a loss of pulse in the arms. And because of what Dr. Leslie was just talking about with integrative medicine, I was looking to her for the Chinese medicine side. Mm -hmm. So a variety of different sort of acupuncture appointments really resolved that, I mean resolve that. But as I kind of went through that process, I discovered I had some sort of unknown and very sudden neurological issues, small fiber neuropathy, where I could feel sort of burning uh, nerve sensation in random parts of the body, mostly on the very superficial level. Um, and I had already been seeing Dr. Leslie for the physical aspect of that. And I said, you know, I'm not sure what's going on here, but this has also ar uh, arisen. 
And I went through the same process my wife did. Um, and that was looking at the gut, looking at infections, looking at um, bacteria, good and bad, or the balance thereof. And Leslie was able to help me figure out what was going on. I changed my diet. I went to a very much a paleo diet of the whole 30 initially. I, I was very reluctant to do it, and I kind of argued with her. I said, I'm not doing that. There's no way. And I, and I had to because I, I was so worried about the outcomes later on in life that maybe my neuropathies were kind of a sign, a bit of a red flag saying, you know, time to start thinking now because maybe 5, 10, 15 years down the line could be MS or could be something else. And uh, Dr. Leslie was able to find markers in my blood and in other tests saying that there was a potential for that. So as far as I was concerned, I was going to do whatever she told me to do, and she can, uh, she can testify me to too this. for that. Yes. And <laughs> so, I said, you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. And, and it's changed uh, for me. Uh, and my other t children are also, uh, my two children are also following similar diets for similar reasons. Well, it's awesome. It's funny that you say that you'll do whatever Dr. Leslie says, because mm -hmm. I, too, am uh, doing <laughs> yeah. whatever she says. Yes. And with that, let's take a quick break. Um, and please stay with us, because when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the specifics of what we do uh, when we're treating ourselves with these types of medicines. Good day, Welcome back to Good Evening Vale with my guests, Dr. Leslie Yetter and Josh Lautenberg. And we were just talking about alternative medicine and the subcomponents of it. And what I'd really like to focus in now is why is there a value in having people look into this type of medicine as an adjunct, especially when we know insurers don't necessarily acknowledge this as a covered form of medicine with insurance? So, Leslie, tell me a little bit about why you believe there's such great value for this. I think the, the biggest, most important reason that I value alternative or integrative medicines is that, for the most part, a lot of these schools of thought are putting the patient in the driver's seat. So you, as the, the individual, play an incredible role in the outcomes of your health. And not, you know... It's not across the board, but I think within the alternative sector, there's a little bit more emphasis on that of saying, you know, how can I, as a practitioner, help you take control over your health and play an active role so that you're working towards the outcome that you're looking for, rather than you coming to me and me saying, these are the tools I have, this is what you're going to do. I'm saying, here are the tools we have, here's what you can do. How can we combine what your traditional Western doctor is saying with these other thoughts on the root cause? How can you get your lifestyle into sync? What more can you do to take a proactive role in your health? And that's what I loved about our relationship and why uh, I just really enjoy you know, working with you because when I was diagnosed with heart disease, I felt that the world was crashing down and that I was actually going to die. <laughs> and you helped me recognize that there are so many other ways to support heart health um, because the heart is part of the ecosystem yes, of the body. Yes. Um, and that's where I've spent a lot of time over the last four years really focusing in on what more can I do to support my heart um, as opposed to conventional medicine and surgery, which both have not worked for me to date. Um, so Josh, you had mentioned that your children are, are now practicing 
this type of medicine. Tell us a little bit about the value that you see for them. Yes, so my daughter who's 22 um, actually followed my wife uh, having issues with anemia and a variety of other things and also just dietary issues, not necessarily feeling good uh, most of the time. So has gone to very much a paleo diet, uh, no gluten, no dairy, um, but also has discovered she may potentially be in the celiac category as well because she is very sensitive to any cross-contamination and other things like that. And she loves the diet. She feels great. Um, it's a challenge to be in college and be on a no pizza kind of diet and no beer. <laughs> yeah, but um, gluten-free pizza is fabulous. Yes, I eat it all the time. <laughs> I know. And she, and she has found some great alternatives. But um, So she's really enjoyed feeling really good. Our son was a different story. I mean, as a 17, 18-year-old kid, when he found, when he realized um, he just felt sick all the time. He was missing school frequently here in the Valley. Um, always had about 100 to 101 degree fever, but no other symptoms. Test, tests didn't show COVID or anything okay. else. Um, and we brought him in to see Dr. Leslie and determined that his vitamin D was on the floor. I mean, he just almost had no, no, nothing on board. Um, after four injections once a week for four weeks of vitamin D, his health improved just on that. And then he had to change his diet. And that's a tough thing for a now 19 year old boy who's right now traveling the world. And I see on the credit card McDonald's and a couple other things <laughs> on there. But, you know, he cheats once in a while. But what he realized too is when he does sort of cheat on the diet and when he does have a gluten or dairy that he doesn't feel well. So his diet now is based on how do I want to feel? How do I feel when I wake up in the morning? How do I feel when I go to bed at night? And it's a challenge, but he knows he feels so much better and he's consistently able to enjoy the day much more now. Well, and as a parent, yeah. how does that make you feel when you were trying to help him figure out, oh, he has a 100 degree fever. Yes. The, the conventional doctors aren't finding anything wrong with right. him. Right. I mean, how did you feel? And Tell us about that. It's frustrating. I mean, you know, but we've experienced that our whole lives. You can go to conventional doctors for my, my wife, for me, for a variety of other things in the past. And, you know, knowing that they're not looking at the whole person, they're not looking from a holistic perspective at the root cause, instead always trying to treat the symptoms. Um, so if he's got a fever, give him Tylenol or, you know, keep him home. But he would miss two, three weeks of school. This is the first time in, in seeing Dr. Leslie that there was a root cause identified and that there was a solution provided. Right. And the solution involved a variety of different approaches, not just, oh, you've got a fever, we treat the fever, um, you know, and, and just to have a, a solution, to have an answer, it was an, an incredible relief yeah. for parents and for ourselves to have answers for ourselves as well in our own health. And then to know that if you carry on, you know, following the protocols and the recommendations, that you generally would feel good. And you can, in some ways, almost predict your yeah, future yeah. health, you know. So to tell you a little bit about my story, which Leslie knows is that um, I was diagnosed with AFib about four years ago, mm -hmm. and we have not found any underlying cause for it except potentially genetics, which I will accept. Um, but through conventional medicine, I took two sleep tests because there's a direct causation between sleep apnea mm -hmm. and um, AFib. Um, and you know the, the, the institutions will remain nameless, but I was negative on both sleep tests. Dr. Leslie suggested that I go see a dentist because very often the jaw structure changes that happens in your lifetime may be a cause to sleep apnea. So I, I actually went to a functional medicine dentist in um, Basalt and they took a 360 degree um, x-ray 
And she said to me, do you have sleep apnea? I said, no, I've been told I don't, but you know, tell me what you have to say. She goes, well, you've had about six or eight teeth that have been taken out of your mouth since you had braces on. She knew I, she had asked me if I had braces. And she goes, what's happened is that your jaw has shrunk. And over the years, there's no room for your palate. So she said, if I can see that when you're sitting and you have the x-ray sitting, can you imagine what it's like when you're sleeping? And I said, no, I have no idea. She goes, are we willing to take another sleep apnea test? So I said, sure, you know, what do I have to lose? Um, well, let's just say that when we got the test back, um, I learned from Dr. Leslie that severe sleep apnea was at, at the range of 70. I was a 72. Hmm. And here, conventional pulmonologists had diagnosed me that I didn't have sleep apnea, um, but a dentist suggested, and they gave me a brand new, new type of sleep apnea test, and I came back positive hmm. for it. So um, just another example of why it's so important for us to be looking at alternatives. I would have never thought my mouth if it wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. um, so now we've learned a little bit about what it is, the value of it. Um, Dr. Leslie, can you tell us a little bit about how can we find people like you in the Valley um, to just help us think differently about wellness? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think the first place I'd recommend starting is to really take inventory of yourself and, you know, what are your goals? Are they longevity? Do you have any symptoms that are kind of nagging? Because I think like Josh alluded to earlier, sometimes those symptoms are really just the tip of the iceberg. And if we don't address the root cause, they turn into something later, right? So what do you have that might not be optimal or what do you want to have over time? And then use that as kind of a guiding tool to start searching. So let's say your main problem is headaches or you're fatigued or you just want to improve your athletic stamina. That's a great way to start a Google search, right? And start thinking about you know, alternative medicine headaches. See what comes up, right? Start exploring what's out there. And then from there, you can refine it. What are you interested in? Ask your friends, who have they worked with? What have they tried? You know, maybe starting with nutrition sounds like a great place for you to jump in. Well, then let's Google, you know, nutrition Vale Valley, right? Or maybe acupuncture sounds like the place for you to start. Um, you, you know, like the idea of kind of checking out for an hour and, and going to have someone help rebalance things for you. Acupuncture, headaches, Vale Valley. Um, those Google searches will take you a long way if you tie in those keywords. And then from there, I think it's really just, you know, if you find someone, say you get five hits for, you know, we have a lot of different practitioners in the Valley, everything from acupuncture, chiropractic, naturopathic, functional medicine, um, the list goes on and on, is if you come up with, okay, four different options to help you with your headaches, start calling their offices and say, hey, what would you do for this? Who is this you know, person I might be working with and how does that system work? And don't be afraid to reach out. I think you can get a lot of information by just placing a phone call or entering a contact form out online. I know when people would reach out to me and say, hey, I have back pain. What can you do for that? It's like, okay, you know, I can't tell you specifically what we do until I saw you and did an exam and we really created a personalized plan. But what I can say is this is how I would look at it. These are some of the tools in the toolkit. These are some of the outcomes or expectations you can have. And oftentimes if someone came to me and said, I have this, do you think you can help me? If I didn't think I could help them, I would say, hey, I, I work a lot with this other practitioner in the Just valley. Just like you did with me. Yeah. yeah. Send, uh, right. Yeah. Send you to the dentist yeah. or, you know, send you to the, you know, send people to the hospital or down to Denver, you know, I'll send people where I think is best going to serve them. So I think the three key takeaways is 
if you have something that you don't like happening within your body, do something about it. Yep. The second is reach out. And the third with me is don't give up. Yes. Um, those are the three key takeaways. Um, so with that, I just want to thank the two of you so much for joining us on Good Evening Vale. It was a delight. And we look forward to sharing our next episodes with you for you to learn more about how to live your best life here in the mountains. Thank you. Good day, Bill.